All right, we're doing a... <laughs> That's for you, Renee. You'll know that the clap. That's an incredible clap. It produced no sound, and it was so... It was, it was, it was an arch. You made an arch with your hands. Unbelievable. I love I it no so idea much. I why I did that. That was for you, Renee, and so you know this is the start of the I, It would have been even better if you had sneezed while you did it, too. It just looked so like... It looked like a Brendan Fraser clap, is what it looked like. <laughs> the classic... <laughs> I love that. I love that gift so much. I'm a doll toppling over clap. Ryan, Polly, has this ever happened to you? No, it has not. <laughs> Let me at least tell you what it is. You okay, please do. are hanging out with your friends at a party and you're like, hey, let's play a game. And no one can agree on a game to play and or has a game to play. That happens at every single party that I go to. So. I know you plan poorly for your parties. And that is why, Ryan, your life is going to change today because... I'd like Why is to that, Seth? Why is it going to change? Because you and I, damn it, are making a game called Major Motion Picture. Do you know this? Hell yeah. Ryan, what's Major Motion Picture? Well, Major Motion Picture, it's a party game of movie pitches and Hollywood deals. And it's coming to Kickstarter in 2022. My God, it is. So how is this related to our podcast in any way, Ryan? You know, it's actually inspired by the Writer's Room Game Show, the podcast, the very podcast that you are listening to right now. And why is it inspired by the podcast, Seth? Because it's very similar to the way in which we play this game on our show. Ideally, you have three, four more people, uh, one person uh, each round is the studio and everyone else are writers in this game we have two decks of cards the studio cards and writer cards every writer takes five cards and on each of these cards are ideas they are like settings or characters or plot devices the studio meanwhile draws three studio cards on which are genres or target audiences or studio mandates they draw three they pick two and those two are the assignment that the writers then have to come up with a movie pitch to pitch to the studio using as many of the idea cards in their hand as possible and then the studio picks their favorite one and whoever won the round they get to keep their idea cards that they use put it in their purchase pile and at the end of the game whoever has the most purchase ideas wins the game that's hollywood baby that's hollywood baby baby little, little baby so what's an example of like a studio and assignment that one could get well seth you could be writing a martial arts movie for christian teens i am actually not oh that you're would... you're working on one right now right this second while we record this or you could be uh, instructed to make a film geared toward teen girls that must feature a role for Werner Herzog. I think that sounds like a rousing success. I think it does. Uh, and meanwhile, all the writers would have to come up with an idea based on this assignment using the cards in their hands. So Ryan, what idea cards are in your hand right now? Well, my teen girls movie that features Werner, hot so Werner Herzog. Werner Hotdog. It features Werner Hotdog. <laughs> is about a detective, which is one of my idea cards, who is also a real estate agent agent wow. who is selling not a lot of the, free time that person has <laughs> and he's selling the hottest house on the block to a group of teen girls who are going to their first year of college and of course Werner Herzog is that character and he holds them all hostage oh my god in the dream house the name is the dream house <laughs> the dream house <laughs> Werner, no, it's called <laughs> Werner Herzog's Dream House. <laughs> Werner Herzog in the Dream House. No, no, Werner Herzog in Werner Herzog's Dream House. <laughs> and it's not that, um, and he's not directing the film or writing or producing. It literally, the, the movie is called Werner Herzog's Dream House because it's about a group of teen girls buying a house from Werner Herzog. From Werner Herzog, who is, for some reason, a real estate agent and a detective. <laughs> Slash detective. 
What are some other idea cards that are in this? Uh, well, this it could game? take place in a. I'm gonna pull some of my cards out. Dystopian future. Be about a character who is a talking pet who receives a terminal diagnosis after going through a divorce. In which at one <laughs> sounds point, sounds like a sad movie. <laughs> they are framed for murder. <laughs> as as if that wasn't bad enough, they are framed for murder. I used up all my cards in my normal world sequence, like in my like setting the stage that I have none left, and I have to make up the plot itself left. The talking pet with the terminal diagnosis who gets a divorce and is framed for murder makes more sense than Werner Herzog's Dreamhouse. <laughs> Strongly disagree. If I were the studio, I would have bought your idea. So check out MajorMotionPictureGame.com for more about our game and to sign up for notifications for when this thing goes on Kickstarter. Seth, and why you else might is think, that You might think, I'll find out. I'll find out. I don't need to sign up for notifications because Seth is loud on social media. Ryan is like adorable and sweet and I follow everything he says, but... <laughs> So why would I need to uh, sign up for email list? Well, damn it, you're wrong. Because the best way, the easiest way, the quickest way, there's so much noise on social media, you absolutely need to sign up for this email list. Uh, so you'll find out the second that we post it. And so we can also gauge market demand and know whether or not this is something that you people actually want, which it is. So go and tell us. Make it real. <laughs> MajorMotionPictureGame.com. That's and, it. Uh, that's it. That's uh, that's the ad. Is Was that ad cinema? <laughs> it is cinema. It is cinema. You like my new shirt, Seth? Is it new? Yes. It looks like you it already like, owned it in a good way. <laughs> it looks like all my other <laughs> striped shirts. No, that's like it's like me asking Arlie if I should buy the gray t-shirt or the <laughs> or the gray hoodie. Yeah, should I get this new hoodie? Should, I get, exactly should like I get these white sneakers? Five of your other hoodies. Yeah, I do have white sneakers for the first time in my life. Oh, is that is this a first time white sneak pair of white sneakers? Yeah, yeah. You literally just said it, and I asked. That's like a a wonderful day <laughs> in a man's life because yes, I, that day for me was I don't remember the day, but it was 2015. I got sent a pair of white greats, greats royales, like these leather simple white sneakers, mm-hmm. and in a trunk club, like a trunk. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and yeah. and I was like, I don't wear white shoes, and I put them on and was like, I wear these white shoes, and <laughs> now you've you've I, only no worn turning white back. Shoes. It's a wonderful revelation that like of any kind of clothing like oh i am in this demographic i didn't know like this applied to me too i always thought this was everyone else it's just a wonderful feeling yeah i got minor technically they're off-white i wanted to get the off-white because i thought that would uh, fit me a little bit better what brand uh reeboks i only wear reeboks uh, <laughs> you're endorsed and i i do i do a for a while at least i would kind of have a color and i'd that cult that year i would have a color and i'd wear pre- predominantly that color so for a while it was red i got some red reeboks and only goes a year sometimes more but i usually like will buy it i'll buy a new pair of shoes like okay you know once a year once every year and a half or something and i'll wear them out basically i, I did red and then i did yellow then i did blue and then i did a red blue and yellow pair for about two years that were all of the colors excellent now i'm in my white face my off-white face so I it's, can wear whatever color I want on the top. It's a genuinely it's wonderful phase. I, <laughs> my phase has last years. And it's with this way with food and with, oh, for a long time, it was like, this is really depressing. I bought this. I would buy the same pair of shoes from Target. No, no. Yeah. It's actually continued past Target. Like once I learned how to buy clothes that weren't at Target, I still kept buying the same pair of like boots every year. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like one day I just looked down and go, ugh, and I never want to wear that <laughs> pair ever again. 
in and I yeah. move on to the next thing. Yeah. But it's almost cyclical where it's like you do it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. That one thing. And then you switch it. Interesting. A long uh, time. Should we, should we introduce our podcast, Seth? Hey, it's the Writer's Room Game Show, but we're talking this week. So it's the talk yes. show, Writer's Room Talk Show. I'm yes, Seth Worley and, and he's Ryan Polly. Exactly. There we go. Introduced. Um, Seth, did you see Top Gun Maverick this weekend? Oh, this would be a more interesting podcast if I, my answer was yes. I didn't get to. I was out of town. Oh, yes. You were, uh, you were helping out uh, with the short film, right? With yes. The, uh, I don't know if I can talk about it or if the director wants me to talk about it, but I was okay. consulting on a short for a friend uh, and colleague and had a blast. Uh, and it was it was an amazing crew and an adorable short. Amazing. I love it. But uh, um, I did see Top Gun Maverick. So I, unfortunately, I won't talk about it, but I loved it. I hear it's it great. Was, I, and this it was, is... It Even was if, a blast. It, it is one of those like see it in a movie theater and I'm trying to think of other movie theater experience that compare it to. It was kind of like that Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing where it feels like I an event. I hear it's like Fury Road. I hear that it, it has it feels like a third like act that rivals Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're the same as me in that I just saw Top Gun for the first time mm-hmm. like last week. Yep, and exact same. didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it was everything I, I thought it was going to be. I, yes, I... I can I can see why it was such a big deal and such a big hit when it came out in what eighty six or it's a very when, pure film in that yes. regard and that it's like it is very singular in what it is and it, it is not exactly trying to be anything else and yes. I'm not saying what it wants to be is good but. <laughs> Because it's really, really fratty in a way that like makes me uncomfortable a lot of the time. And when people say they love that movie, I can, I'm like, awesome. Like they uh, probably saw it back when it came out or when they were a yeah. kid and it has this sort of like fun, they know all the quotes and yeah, you can't it was shame like anybody very, for loving Top Gun. It's like, the characters are awesome too. Like I, I really love the characters in the film. They, uh, there are great characters. It's, it's Maverick straight camp Goose, through and through. Yeah. And so you can't yeah. really uh, shame anybody for liking it. Amazing music video. The, new one or the old one just the the whole film the first the first film (laughs) Uh, oh man uh, the the fact that it has a whole sequence (laughs) what is the song it's the uh playing with the boys huh wait which one playing with the boys oh yeah it's just i'm not gonna go to it one thing that was funny is uh elliot wanted to watch it my son for new listeners the one the one new listener he wanted to watch it and uh he did <laughs> he goes look in the third act of the movie and he goes why were people so sweaty uh in old movies <laughs> And I went, I think it, but I think it's you just this movie. Everyone's really sweaty. And I said, but I will say this. I love that. Complaint. They used to sh- on film. It didn't have the latitude like that. It, it couldn't pick. Dynamic it wasn't range. sensitive to light. Yeah. Dynamic range. And so you had to shoot with these big, bright, hot lights. And so, but the thing is there are people standing by with towels. Like there's no way that <laughs> there's no way that Tom Cruise accident was accidentally sweaty. And Val- the, the actors are accidentally sweating in this movie. Like people stand by with towels to keep yeah. them from happening later found out like that's a hundred percent part of the look of the film like though which is worse because that means it's not sweat it's glycerin it's like this gross oh, yeah. glycerin mix that he's everybody sprayed down stuff. with and is having to sit there and act with this gunk on them so funny though, one of the rare times i've acted in front of the camera for was for a film right sketch and we were did and they we, spray you down and yeah we were the the episode was basically um how to like build a jungle set indoors oh i love that one yeah and so it was like all of us basically getting a bunch of branches and different stuff and putting it in, you know, their garage over at Triune. Yeah. And we were all just helping. And it was kind of like the one of those things where it's like, okay, who wants to be in this one? And it was like me and Tim Connolly and and Grant. But it it had to look like a humid jungle. So it's like... You a know, human jungle? The, What's a human jungle? Humid. Humid. 
That makes more sense. And so it's spraying all that glycerin stuff. And it is so sticky. Oh, it's And crazy. so just abs. You know that feeling of like honey when like you like. Spray it all over yourself? You totally do. <laughs> but it's like that sticky and you'll try to wash your hands and it's still sort of there. You know, oh. it's like. It's it's like I'd rather be sweaty than, than movie oh, sweaty. That is totally the top, the top gun look though. Here's what they I don't heard. really do it in the new movie. I heard that's what, yeah, I know you can tell cause that's not the style anymore, but <laughs> I it's a bummer. It's not the style because it's part of what makes a lot of eighties movies. There look is a like beach scene. Movies. There is a beach scene with a lot of sweat. Oh, I've seen it in the trailer and it's the, the shot that I've seen in the trailer is amazing. <laughs> and um, they're all Greek gods. Yeah. The, Oh gosh, I kind of want to confirm it, but it, Oh, the sweatiness though. It's like, I feel like it's part of the eighties movie aesthetic of like, you kind of, you kind of miss of like, you miss the hate you miss the sweatiness you miss the mm-hmm. like the, the, the just the massive amount of diffusion like we just discovered it for the first time <laughs> i love that stuff give me all the bloom all, all the glow i think uh the the one th- the one project that i shot that takes place in the 80s we shot through uh pantyhose we tested out a bunch of different filters we found that pantyhose behind the lens like in front of the sensor behind the lens was like the perfect filter for what we we're going for which is the heavy sort of 80s glow sort of bloominess uh, it's perfect i love it i heard this on another podcast and so i, I haven't double checked it so i'm just going to quote it without having uh verified it but apparently there's wait you're going to quote it no no not quote i'm going to refer to it or i'm going to steal this information that was i heard secondhand <laughs> or third hand apparently like tony scott had a, an initial vision for the movie that bruckheimer and don simpson were like no way no way please pass the cocaine <laughs> And Tony Scott, God rest his soul, was uh, rest in peace, was um, apparently saw this then was like, okay, well, how about, and he saw a photo that might've been like a very homoerotic photo of like two men, barely dressed, sweaty, like maybe like getting off of a horse or something and like climbing off of a horse. Let's, let's use that terminology. Um, (laughs) And he said, well, this is what I want to do. And they went, okay. It was something along those lines that like there was a homoerotic photo of sweaty (laughs) men and he Said, they That's gave him the thumbs up after that. Yes. Yeah. Apparently All they saw so. was money signs. <laughs> exactly. It was like it a hologram or so like you looked at it one way. It was like a homoerotic gay photo. You looked took the other way and it's, and it's money. <laughs> That's perfect. That's the artwork for this episode. That's the vibe of the movie. Yes, but you should, uh, let's please go see it so we can talk about it. It has Christopher McQuarrie's hands all over it. Ooh, give me those McQuarrie hands. (laughs) It's just the exposition that Christopher McQuarrie writes to his scripts is the most like obvious kind of thing. It's just like, here's exactly what's going to happen. And then it happens and you're like, holy shit, that was incredible. Yeah, you're like, how? (laughs) You told me it was going to (laughs) happen. Yes, and it's just like uh, it's like you shouldn't be able to get away with this, but it just it's just Dude feels right. Doing. Dude knows how it to just, just sit down right. and write the movie. Yes. Anyways, I love it. Uh, what what else has been going on in your life, uh, Seth? I feel like we haven't we haven't we we missed a week again uh, because my uh, crazy work. schedule we got, and we sickness. Have, we both have crazy work stuff going on right now. How's your secret yeah. thing? My secret thing is going all right. It has been sent. Okay. Um, to a the person of interest. Okay. The main the, <laughs> so it's the, the main, main person of interest. Okay. Great. The main person of interest. Steven Spielberg. It's 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 so funny talking about a secret thing on, it a, is. on a public. Podcast. It's more fun because it allows people um, to who who listen to uh, <laughs> speculate wildly, like beyond yes. beyond even the levels at which you're working. The secret thing has been written and sent to a person of interest. Terrific. And now we are waiting because uh, you're as waiting. Ryan 
Connolly would say a second in the real world is a week in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> so true. And so we're just, uh, you know, we hurried and, and did the thing and now we're waiting. Yeah, so you're, you'd say you're in a very quiet place right now. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I'm sitting in a quiet place. Okay. Part good to two. know. They're going to think you're directing <laughs> the next quiet place or writing the next quiet place. <laughs> oh, man. What about uh, you? How's your secret thing going? My secret thing is moving slowly as well, but uh, it's a, it's been a weird few months to say the least. It for is. Us. It'll uh, be a really interesting talk show next year. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it totally. will. But yeah, things hopefully, are really slow on my, hopefully I, good things have, have happened a year from now. You know what I want to talk about what i want to talk about a little show by the name of stranger things we finished last night four you finished what'd you, you think? finish oh i'm done yes in a good um, way like i finished the episodes not like i'm done this show sucks the um, opposite wildly the opposite <laughs> Yes, I, this this season. Not that I fell off after season two or three. No, you just I still, were like I still I love the show. Expect. But there is this thing where I watched the first episode and I was like, man, like I didn't realize how much I missed this show, and it brought me back with with a vengeance. Yeah, uh, it. It, you know, it is so good. I was talking to uh, Matt Pusty, you know, Makeup and Vanity set. He's got music. He's got oh, music yes. in the show. Yes, um, I love that. And uh, he did the I music. Think I, is, did he post a screenshot of the scene that yeah, they saw? Yeah, so he's song? actually all over that is a, He's all okay, over the show. Great. He's got me, but, the, but one of the new tracks uh, is in that scene where Hop... Mm, Sp- uh, bleep some stuff. <laughs> bleep some stuff, Renee. Bleep some stuff, Renee, because <laughs> I don't want to spoil things. Uh, when uh, goes in makes it... And yeah, is he's eating, eating peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah. yeah, it's such a good moment. It really is. And that track's great. We were talking makeup, about it. Go look up Makeup and Vanity Set, Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. Yeah, he's great. And check out the score he did for my short, Darker Colors, which is actually an amazing uh, score. He was. We were talking about how, like, I think he put it this way. It really feels like, because I was saying I love how hard they're swinging in this season. Like, big, totally. big hard swings. And he's like, yeah, it definitely feels like, like they were just like, and bleep this too, Renee. It really definitely felt like they were like, these kids are 18 let's go for it and yes it re- the horror is scarier yeah i feel like the comedy is hitting harder too like yeah. everything has been cranked up a notch which i love that you can have the super scary horror and the very funny like everything like you said that's it's our going, thing like, dude. they cranked everything yeah so. all my love languages and i there's still it's still not perfect there's still stuff that i'm like well yeah that's yeah that's anything it's not perfect but the stuff that is great is is so great that like the show could be so much worse and i would still love it just as much as i do because of the stuff that i really yes. love in it i um, feel like episode four and episode oh seven are both to me like top tier television i was in any not sense. ready for the end of episode four uh renee yes. get start bleeping the <laughs> i genuinely thought they were gonna like they oh, did sure. such a good job making me think they were gonna was easily my favorite character this season. Like mm-hmm. episode and she's one, she's acting circles around everybody. Dude, she and Maya Hawk are both acting circles around everybody. They're just like Maya Hawk is definitely like my favorite character from last season. Yeah, yeah. This season, I and I've always liked, but I did not expect her to be. I'm trying to think about how Renee's going to bleep stuff without us giving away. <laughs> It's just gonna be character names, really. It's fine. Uh, like, sh- like literally, there's, there's like just looks and moments in in the first episode of this season where I was like, "Holy hell, she's great!" Like, she's like, yeah. so great. And that whole sequence to that song where she's like, and then when she and they're like in the yeah, and it yeah. moves back and you get that piano version of the Kate Bush song. Yeah, I was so like, good. 
I, I was still out of town, like in the middle of the night. Did I'm you watch this on shoot. a plane or in a hotel room? Well, I'm or? watching this. At, yeah, at uh, the person I was staying with guest house. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there alone. And he's got this projector. The person I was staying with had a projector. Incredible. Um, in a, a, a just blasting against the whole wall in this little guest house, like pool house, like room. I'm sitting there watching on this big screen alone in the middle of the night, and I'm like, <laughs> "Am I? I did not expect to start weeping right here at <laughs> one in the morning." It really is so in good. my friend's pool house. It was so good. And then yes. the last episode had some of the yeah, best was, gore they've ever done on the show that made me really giddy. And I don't gore, get, get giddy about gore. Yes. And some of, because this season, I feel like the, my one gripe with it was that it, uh, it felt a little disconnected in some of like the characters and the antagonists. Not at the end. And trying to figure out how is this all connected to what we've built oh. up since season one. And then it all kind of comes together at the end of episode seven. And did I you, thought, how much of that did you foresee? Like, did, did you kind of, we get, at the beginning of that episode, Whitney, and please uh, bleep this, Renee. Actually, Renee uh, also hasn't seen this, so I'm not even, I don't want to spoil oh, no. it for him either. Um, he's seen uh, four episodes, so we're good on that. Um, but there's, we guessed that the bad, who the bad guy was at the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, I, what I did was, I, so Elliot, this is the best. Like on season three, when season three came out, Elliot was old enough to watch all of them. And so, like, this is the first yes. time. I was, freaking love that you get to, like, watch something like this with your. I was so bummed that I was going to be out of town so that we couldn't all, all three of me and Arlie and Elliot watch it. Are you going to rewatch it? We actually, we did watch the Elliot rewatch the last two with us and we're actually decided, we all decided, you know, let's pause Brooklyn nine, nine, which we've been watching every night with him. And let's, and let's, let's rewatch through stranger things again for fun. But like he, we had been texting back and forth and stuff and various stuff that we liked. Uh, So when I got home, Arlie hadn't watched any of it yet. So I went to Elliot's room and I closed the door and I said, can I tell you my theories about where it's going? He, and knowing he had finished it. (laughs) Yeah. He said, no, because you're going to, see my facial expressions and like no I was like okay and I turned around and faced the wall and told him my two main theories that I had so good one of them was wrong and one of them I think Yes, one of them was right in a way. And God, knowing Renee hasn't finished it, I really don't want to do that to Renee. I know, so I know, I know. Same. We'll come back next week and we'll talk about what I got right <laughs> and what I got wrong. But I did. Sounds good. Uh, I, I, uh, it was after, so after watching episode four, I, I called one thing, but did not call several other things. Um, who cares? So Why cryptic. am I still saying all so this cryptic. on this podcast? <laughs> but yes, I like so far after, of course, we still have like, what, 70 hours of Stranger Things left oh, in the next give two me episodes. all 800 hours that are left of this uh the rest of the season <laughs> the episodes are so when i when we started the first we started the first episode when uh you were in your when, 20s <laughs> well the first episode of season four we started when we put amelie down for a nap and, and she, then she was 18 like, by the time it was she, over <laughs> she naps for like an hour and a half usually and uh, <laughs> you got one like, episode in we yeah we like barely got the first episode in, and i was like man like these are long and then the last episode's like what hour 40 minutes but and you know what um, i welcome it like normally it didn't they kind of fly by there, there wasn't, there wasn't an episode where I was like looking at my watch, like when is Me this either. gonna end? Today? Yeah. Which, which is says a lot about you know the show and the pacing. But I think after these seven episodes, I would say like ranking for me season wise, season one is still like the best to me, and then season four, and then two and three in that, that order. My, yeah, that really, order. you put three yeah. last? I think so. Oh, that's a bummer. How come? I'm not sure. Maybe there was something going on with me during that season, but for some reason, while I love some of the characters and love the setting like the mall setting i thought was so fun and right up my alley in terms of just 
aesthetics. I don't know. There's something about it that, yeah, I, 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 oh. I probably could give you if if I thought about it and rewatched some stuff from it, could probably give you a better answer. But yeah, I just I off. loved three. I thought I was surprised that four surpassed three for me because for me it was like one, three, two with like a big gap between three and two. Um, yeah. Yeah, three isn't perfect, and because like the Russian stuff is can't is corny to me and kind of ruined like the fun, uh, yes, the fun eighties like, horror vibe. Big... The Russian stuff felt really broad, but at the same time, production, the art design of the of the eighties summer, like the wardrobe was so good. And, but yeah, above all, yeah. the monster, the monster was so gross and awesome in the third <laughs> one. I, I did love the one of my favorite things about the entire season was before thing you know shit hit the fan, which is like the mall sort of montage and yeah. stuff. L and Max like shopping and like having fun and stuff. That was my favorite scene of the whole show. I, um, I actually have a Stranger Things uh, Spotify playlist with them on the cover, but it's like only the happy songs from the, the score and nice. soundtrack nice. uh, without all the dread. I, I love, and I thought that that soundtrack was a really nice, that, that season had, and this season too, a really nice balance of A-sides and B-sides. One of my yeah, biggest complaints yeah. about season two was that they were, it felt like season one felt like it mainstreamed the B-sides uh, uh, in other of everything about 80s movies it felt like yeah yeah like not just musically but like aesthetically it like basically did everything b-side you know what i mean yeah yeah oh totally and season two felt like it was just like a side hit after hit after hit music wise like like freaking they're gonna dress like ghostbusters yeah and you put whip it (laughs) in the first episode like i am a huge devo fan but whip it like did you even like it was that was such a bummer (laughs) it felt like it was like people like oh let's make more 80s stuff and it felt like the like people like push the Duffer oh, Brothers I, back. I, to- I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. And that was when maybe part of it too is like it started to feel like too self-aware and self-referential to the like 80s kind of thing to me yeah. like as it went on which season four to me feels the most like original since season it one. It feels back to like uh, much even closer with like season one. With the its- character who was just like in season three where he's literally just the Terminator like uh, yeah I, that like I that, liked the I liked the ambition of that but it did come off just it's like you're just now you're just ripping things off. <laughs> I really liked this season. I liked it. It still felt like a lot of things were being ripped off in this one, but I actually, I liked the execution of the yes, thing. We can totally. talk about the bad guy, like Vecna. Freddy Krueger. He's Freddy Krueger and he's, yeah. and it's great. Like, And there's literally an, a character in the show played by the actor who played, played by Freddy Robert England, which I thought was really, really smart and really great. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was funny was when they did that scene, I remember thinking, he's in Shadow and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? This is this character that they. I really hope they stunt casted because if they didn't i'm gonna be so bored by this scene yes Um, oh totally and then he turns around and i'm like thank you you did it yes and it's a little redirect too where it's like maybe he is the you know the villain yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We can talk about things. What do you want to talk about uh, now? We talked about Stranger Things. I can actually dude, keep Stranger talking things about it, is but so I'm not good. going to. I really, I really could too. Is this the? Is this is the final no. like official? They're no. doing another one after this. Yeah, one more. So, dude, I hope they film it in like instantly because this is supposed to happen over three years, and they look like full grown adults. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I'm I'm accepting of that. It's a. Uh, I'm accepting of it in some instances, but some why of the, do they keep styling Will this way? I don't I know, understand. Dude. 
we, you and I texted about this, but like, it makes him look older. Like putting him in these tiny shirts and this like little bitty bowl cut. He yes. looks older than he even is it, in real life. Yes. It is the Evan Hansen effect. Uh, 100%. With Will. Where it's like, okay, yes, he looks, because the shirts, yeah, you're right. They are so tiny and that terrible haircut that he, that hasn't changed since the no, first season. And you're telling me that this kid got kidnapped and trapped in an alternate, in a dark parallel universe for like a week as a child. And then roughly a year later is promptly <laughs> possessed by a demonic being. You're telling me this kid didn't go punk rock by now, by this point in his life. Like no way, no, no way. Man. This kid he keeps was, dressing yes. the same way. I mean, unless he's trapped in like a perpetual childhood, he that would, would have a sense. mohawk or he would have a shaved head. Yeah. He'd be uh, the little brother in home improvement. Five, you know, yes, 500%. Yes, yes, exactly. That is a great reference. Uh, yes. I wish that that happened. Yes. The California storyline. I'm just going to, say it's trash um, it's not I'm, great it's not great it's the, a big bummer what they did with jonathan there was it this there, feels realistic but it's a bummer yes total total bummer and uh i'll just i'll try to stay cryptic for renee and feel free to bleep this renee but the <laughs> scene was the only like fun scene for me in that storyline so far oh anything uh, Put yes all over that like, show which yes. i expect she they're should, going to she should join uh, oh on and journey. you cannot give me enough erica in that show like oh yes she's so good i'm sad that she didn't like join them until the, the very end of that volume one or whatever yeah but yes do you, I agree. Watch, do you watch better call saul can we talk about better call saul i wish dude uh we we were gonna start it uh after we had uh amelie okay because we have all this tv time while she was like sleeping and stuff first few months but it was just too heavy for us at the time did you try uh, to like, start it what's that did you try like did you watch an episode yeah we tried to start it and it was like it was just a little heavy at the start and, when and the first episode it, it honestly is a weird episode like i hate that uh, the first episode he's he's just like he's like repping like a terrible terrible person in in court like right first, up, right off the bat like uh, right yes. off the bat it's and this like, weird we, we literally made it like three or four minutes when he's like i can't do this right now uh, no and truth is but, the rest of the show is nothing like that opening that opening court because we scene. love we love Breaking Bad, like when we were dating and stuff, we were both watching it separately, and then we ended up watching the end together. But honest, I honestly, I just want to, I just want to like let you know, it's the rest of the show is nothing like that. Oh yes, I'm, I'm aware, and I it's hear so that this weird. last season has been incredible. Every uh, season has been incredible. It's it's absolutely hands down my favorite show of all time. Like which people really? wouldn't really expect of me and like my whole brand and everything, but it's yeah, it's my favorite show of all time. Of for, all time, yeah, I think it is. Oh man, I'll it's watch just, it eventually. It's and I know, like, I know you take your time. It, there's no reason to rush it. It's just so complex and singular, like as a show, and the way that it makes which drama, is incredible because it's a spinoff. I love that. I know, right? It's crazy. It, it's just I don't understand how they create drama from the situations they create drama from in that show. It's still a prequel, right? Like by the end, yeah. it's still before Breaking it's Bad. Before Breaking Bad, yeah, and they still haven't revealed yet how, but they have like it seems you that know, there you is know going. Walt, you know, Walt and Jesse are going to be in that finale. I, I hope not in the way I hope not the finale I hope that they're I think I know how they're going to work Jesse in but I don't know how they work Walt in unless it's like a Star Wars cameo which are the worst kinds of like hey I'm <laughs> well, a person on the street that was in that one scene that you once saw and loved you saw the Jesse Pickman movie though right yeah. El Camino yeah I liked it and there there's that little prequel scene and it's fine my thing is like why do I need to see Walt I've seen him I've seen his yeah, story yeah I've, that's how I was like I mean it was fun to see him again but it seemed so uh, random yeah anyway and, that's doing a same thing that Stranger Things just did where they clearly had like I don't know if Stranger Things had production delays but yeah I think they did yeah. Saul dead and so they we have this second volume that's gonna come of episodes that are gonna come out in uh 
July. Dude, that that second volume of Stranger Things, I'm I'm so pumped. I almost forgot Stranger Things was coming back for season four, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess we should start Stranger Things. And now I'm like, I, oh, I have to have. I know. I have to Same. Have <laughs> Me too. Um, oh, dude, and, and it's uh, I you know I warned people, and in case anyone's listening to this and hasn't heard anything about this, just a warning: the opening scene of the rough, season dude. is and very they, and rough. They go back to it throughout yeah. the show too. It's in light of events that have happened over the past couple of weeks. Dude, it's very, the very same, rough. The same but Obi-Wan day, did the same thing. Yes. And the same day. The same day we watched episode one of both of those. And it was just like, dude, like as thought, Whitney's, Whitney's been taking it like especially hard, just like yeah. being a, like used to teach and like yeah. her parents are teachers and stuff. And just like with the, that mass shooting in Uvalde and like to have two popular shows come out on the same day that start with children being brutally murdered uh, is like it, so rough. It's so weird that they both came out on the same day. I, the Obi-Wan one weirdly hit me harder. Like that one was, I don't know why it's not Dude, more and, graphic and, and, but they didn't need to start. That's the thing. Like yeah, they it wasn't didn't. a huge I think, story beat. Like, I think it is. I think that what's her name is one of those kids. I think that's what they're getting at. Oh, Reva. Yeah. Who, by the way, I like her a lot. She's one of the things I like about Obi-Wan. Yes, and it's so stupid awesome. that she's getting vitriol on the internet. Dude, I freaking hate it. The it's Star so Wars fandom is terrible. It's not even the fan. Well, maybe if it is all that is really representative of the fandom, it is absolutely I mean, terrible because two so far of the most interesting actors that we've had are you're yes. ripping them apart. It makes no sense. Yes. Moses Ingram and Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. I love um, that. Super Yaki is Super Yaki. Yeah. Uh, Super Yaki. Their shirt that says, <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> it says, be kind to Kelly Marie Tran. You Jags. It's so good. You Jags. <laughs> Yes, I love that she was taking photos in that shirt at oh, um, man. Uh, Star Wars Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of shows. A lot of shows coming out, Seth. A lot what of are shows. we going to make hit shows on streaming networks? I'm happy to. I tried. I pitched one. I just happened to pitch one that was wholly unmarketable and uncom- and not commercial whatsoever. I don't believe that. I've seen some pretty terribly, yeah, shows that I feel like shouldn't exist that exist on huge streaming ah, networks. but they were made by famous people who have made people money before. I guess. One yeah. day. Give it time. Give it time. Hey, speaking of Obi-Wan, without being too specific, can we talk about filmmakers who trash talk movies on social media? <laughs> uh, we should. We should. Uh, listener, viewer, uh, are you a artist or filmmaker? <laughs> yeah, public service announcement. Uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by not being a dick. Maybe right? think about or when you... Not committing you career sh- suicide. <laughs> when you share about uh, films or series online that maybe one day you might be followed by someone who worked on that show and feels bad when you call their thing terrible on your Instagram story or in your Twitter Twitter feed like if you go on Twitter and decide I'm gonna like negatively talk about and think like a current recent thing that just came out like maybe don't do that maybe remember that your post goes out into the I don't understand it's so strange dude why people do that is there's there's people who are trying there's people who are like you know working their way up the food chain like us like that there's a certain amount of stupid in negatively talking about stuff just not thinking about the future but then there's yes. a really special kind of stupid where it's people who are literally already success. in the industry and have had success and opportunity and like have had pr- 
press releases come out about their like projects they're doing with major streamers and they're still talking shit about like it's crazy current stuff it makes no sense to me and then when people like talk to them about it they're like well art should be you know criticized like i can be a critic too i don't have to just be a filmmaker like just oh thank god you're doing it for the world you're doing it for the good of art (laughs) i didn't think about that it's not only just being a good person it's also like not being an idiot to yourself like not self-sabotaging yes terrible don't Uh, do it people do you know how hard it is how hard it is to make things like yes you do because you make things that's the oh my god it makes no sense (laughs) we're back we're back in the psa (laughs) don't be an idiot yeah be kind you jelly marie (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yes i have seen this episode is going to be titled don't be an idiot you jags And like, I have friends too that are like filmmakers and just like constantly are like bashing things on Twitter and Letterboxd. And, and it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what do you get do out you, of this? And like, do you appreciate, like, if I went in and said like, hey, so-and-so's short film is absolute trash. They should quit filmmaking. It's like, what? Like, I wouldn't do that. Like, just because I know you doesn't mean like, you can be nice to random people as well <laughs> that don't, I don't know. It's, it's this it's just it's, it's also so like what do you benefit from crapping all over some something online like I, it's, it's like, like if you, if you want to criticize sorry no my god don't ever apologize for talking over me are you kidding me <laughs> but like if you criticize maybe me and you in this conversation and we're like hey so the, here here are the things uh, about stranger things that i wasn't crazy about you know and like talk about like if you have criticisms for something like it's okay to talk about like your yeah. criticisms for for something but it's another thing like sharing it that's like that's like screaming it out like to everyone i hated this movie because of this thing it's not uh, like you're sitting over over dinner or drinks or coffee like talking like talking about doing what we're doing here like having discourse but when you're just like throwing your opinion out into the world you're like renting a plane to fly over the city <laughs> with your opinion of obi-wan kenobi trailing behind it as if anybody just this massive assumption that people give a shit about only your opinion your yeah. negative opinion like it's so stupid. also it's one of those things where i'm like I, I it sucks too because just i love when people can go into something without like if someone came to me and they're like hey what are your thoughts in this movie i'm thinking about buying a movie ticket to go see it i'm, I'm wondering what you think like i'll give them my honest opinion you know i i i, I thought it was okay i liked it here are the reasons or whatever yeah like okay maybe i'll check out this thing instead but if it's someone just like seeing a hugely negative post about something online and they don't give it a chance themselves because they saw someone totally bash it. It's like, they could have loved it. Like someone, someone posted this week about saying, uh, Obi-Wan is terrible and he's disappointed. He's not even disappointed. He's just, you know, it's sad or whatever. And I, I, I read like, that post and it read like someone, it really, sorry, you finish your thought. Cause I do have thoughts on this. Yes. Well, I just responded. It's like, Hey, I, I actually really enjoyed that show. Like I'm, I'm liking a lot. I'm looking forward to the next episode. And he responded and said, like, are you on, uh, you know, the, the mouse's payroll? And I was like, no, are you, I mean, are I, you on I, the mouse's payroll? <laughs> I like a show. Not Mickey, not <laughs> the mouse he's talking about. You are paid <laughs> salary by a different mouse though. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. A live Ratatouille. mouse. What? Remy. Remy, Remy from Ratatouille. Yes, from Ratatouille. Yeah. I, 
the stuff like that, I'm like, you, so wait, you turned on Obi-Wan Kenobi and you saw, in your opinion, TV level production values. That's honestly what I would say. Like, that's not bad. That's just because I, I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi felt a little more TV than Mandalorian did. Like, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I'm not insulting. I'm just saying for some reason, the aesthetics of it and one of the reasons I really, I, I like to see with this uh, certain, I won't spoil it, but a certain little girl character on, uh, and my wow. thought about it was wow that was just the most spoilery way to not spoil something <laughs> renee can renee can bleep yeah. the planet name <laughs> i was just uh, not it was just you failed horribly <laughs> uh, but the reason i like those scenes is because it felt like firefly to me like it, honestly the it show straight feels up felt very, like firefly the show feels very yeah. firefly which me. is a show that i love and, and this like, is yeah. And this is my thing. Like it felt to me like Star Trek Picard watching it. We're like a gotcha. show that I yeah. have. Uh, I have up and down. Compl- I'm the same way with that show. Up and down. So when someone watched it and goes, "What the? What is this? <laughs> this is." I'm like, "You, you." <laughs> I love your impression of that person, but I don't way. know the person at all. In fact, I don't remember who it was. Well, but, just this general uh, person. Yes. What the? What the? It's it feels like a person who didn't watch movies and TV for their entire childhood, and then saw Sicario a few years ago and watched <laughs> that twelve times, and then decided to be a, a filmmaker. Like that's what it feels like. It's like, do you not watch any other movies and TV, or do you only watch The Mandalorian and Sicario, and then everything that Deacon shoots? Like literally, is that it? Yeah. That's the only way for yeah. you to watch Obi Wan Kenobi and go, what? Huh? the hell is this like i don't understand <laughs> and i actually i actually really like that it has a different aesthetic yeah whether whether you like it or not like i love that it has a different aesthetic to the mandalorian because that was one of my critiques of book of boba fett was that it was like oh this just feels like the mandalorian and then by the end of the show they literally just end it with the mandalorian like it's I know. Uh, it, it's very shared i think funny thing is mandalorian i got really into because it felt different than what the, everyone thought the, star wars the, yeah 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 totally and then we watch boba fett and you're like okay well now i'm starting to feel the way about <laughs> this the way I, about the mandalorian the way i felt yeah. about the star wars in general so yeah i'm with you i like that it is different uh it's only two episodes so i'm not gonna you know make a decision totally. one way or the other about it yet but um yeah be nice to be nice about movies and filmmakers and stuff online or just don't say anything at all That's also why. watch more tv and movies can i also i also think that if you well i don't know you were talking earlier about how like having negative opinion about like you don't like reading negative reviews or having negative reviews before you go in to see something. I agree with that. I'm learning that I I just straight up don't check Rotten Tomatoes though. Well, I yeah, I don't either. It's not like it's not in my daily traffic, so I have to go out of my way to see it. I'm learning that, this is probably to a fault. I don't think I am good at thinking for myself or that or I'm really easily swayed. Entertain yeah, swayed or entertained because like I went in a I walked out of Black Widow like that was pretty great and got online and was like, "Oh, was it not pretty great?" Like <laughs> As I hadn't read anything uh, about it beforehand. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, it's a good to thing. To me, that that's you're a happier. very positive quality. Well, not if you make movies. Then you're like, I, can I trust myself? I thought Black Widow was great. Like, am I going to go make something Here's, that I think is great? If people, I'm, I'm a big supporter of just liking what you like, and like, Amen. you can make. Amen. Even if you, if even if you make a movie that isn't critically like loved, if it hasn't, if there's an audience for it, it's like cool like that's you made you made something for those people that 
it enjoyed that. They so. needed and wanted. Amen. You're right. So I think that's a good a good quote because I d- do have lots of friends that I feel like they just they like whatever is the most popular or like well loved thing. Where oh, and their letterbox I, reviews are all I just can, repeating the what literally the discourse <laughs> like the the zeitgeist where it's like I like being able to someone's like oh you're a filmmaker like what's your favorite favorite movies and I'm like Rush Hour two and here's why uh, like just like like what you like you know it's like the uh, Seth is going, Seth took off his headphones. He's going to the background to put on, what does it say? It's a twister hat. Yes. I love it. What is it? Can you I, read can't, it? I can't read from here. The dark side of nature. <laughs> I love that. I love that tagline. It's That's so, so stupid. Um, I found a uh, thing. I think it's sold, but I found a thing on eBay that I almost got you for your birthday instead of that. Uh, have we talked about that on the podcast? The Mission was, Impossible jacket? I don't know if we have. But, uh, <laughs> Do I need to put it on? Yeah, on the podcast? No, please don't. <laughs> don't uh, please don't. I, <laughs> no one needs that. Don't subject people to it. Uh, yes, I got I got Seth a vintage. Uh, Mission Impossible. I, yeah, was jacket. it? I think it was just from uh, the studio. I don't know if it was ILM or if it was uh, no, it was just a Paramount like crew. I jacket. think it was a, a Paramount like crew jacket, but uh, it was a case of twenty Twister VHS. <laughs> twenty, just <laughs> yeah, 20, twenty VHS copies. Yes. Oh my god, that was uh, like Sophie's choice trying to decide between that <laughs> jacket like, and those tapes. I just, I love the idea of like you having a shelf back there and it's just all Twister VHS. Oh my god, tapes. can I? Oh my, that would be so. <laughs> now I have a dream to uh, yes. to fulfill. <laughs> Because that would be so funny to have like just a like, whole shelf of Twister. Yeah, let's videos. see what we're watching today. Da, 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 da. Maybe if I this could, one. if I could, if I could, uh, like position it to where my entire Zoom background made it look like <laughs> my Twister. made it look like my wall. It was just a wall of Twister uh, tapes. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. It would I'll, be honestly. And if I could Go get a general meeting stores. with the same uh, execs that I that I only talked about Twister to years ago, it would be amazing. <laughs> have you ever pitched anything? Uh, anything? To anyone who worked on twister because i know uh, you know at least a few people because like your vfx pal Stu, Stu, yeah Stu worked on twister Stu yeah. animated the rolling house incredible absolutely, incredible shot. absolutely incredible uh groundbreaking I, alex, honestly i met i met alex bono a couple times he's the uh the guy who dp'd all those uh snl digital shorts oh yes 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 he was a camera intern on twister that's fun <laughs> and he told me the amazing story that i may have told on the podcast before about the scene where i am pretty sure he didn't specify which scene but it sounds like it was the end where you know uh bill and joe i whenever i say bill i have to decide am i saying bill paxton or am i saying bill the the extreme am i referring to his character or his actor <laughs> Uh, or or as, as the actor. So Bill and Joe are tied up to a pipe and like the barn around them oh, yes, goes of course. up. Classic. And apparently they tried to shoot that practical, the the barn going up. And so they had... With them inside. Not with them inside, just to get the shots okay, of the okay. going up. They had cameras like, I don't know how I remember how many cameras he said, but it was, it was enough cameras to where this was a big deal. With like one or two VistaVision cameras, I think. And they get one shot to do this effect. They're going to... They're going to like have all the, have all these like whatever tech, not pneumatic, but, um, all this hydraulic stuff to be able to like, just to basically jettison this barn, like plank by yeah. plank into the air over the walkies hear the AD say, all right, roll sound and action. And barn goes up, you get one take. There's a long pause and you hear over the radio. Did you want us to roll camera on that? And it's not the they, movie. They never said roll camera. No, never said roll camera. So he they just, just said action. Uh-huh. That is totally on the AD. hundred percent. And so 
Uh, yeah, that is Alex, insane. Alex Bono told me that story. He said also that like Jack, this is a pretty well-known story. Jack Green broke his back. Apparently he was in the the house, the set of the rolling house. Yeah. Checking a light or something. And they're like, time to test the collapsing floor and uh, tested it while he was in it and broke his back. Um, he like fell through the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, That's terrible. he broke survived. his entire back. Um, <laughs> Every single bone in it. Entire back. I don't know how much of it. Um, I could live off Twister stories for the remainder of my days. I love it. I love Twister. Not as much as you. I don't think anyone loves it it. as much as me. And if they do, I I I don't know if I want to meet those people. You have like, uh, there's Twister jokes in the the product that you you sell. Oh, how can there not be? We long have joked about doing a plot device. Tornado movies. uh, Hat that's a Twister 2 crew hat. But it's That's like, good. it's been so long, no one's going to get it. I love that. We still haven't put out our uh, our Writer's Room game show swag yeah. that we need to put we, out. Yeah, uh, Ball's in your court now, I think, because I think I relinquished that to That's you. That's true. That we devices. said, yeah, we would uh, put it on our shop. Yes, let's let's do that. We have... We have lots of ideas. We have a, hey, well, let's say, we have a shirt. We have a shirt Harris, that's a our, picture of Harrison Ford. It says, rest in peace. It's Harrison Ford, whatever, year to 2021. And there's another shirt that says, Harrison Ford has been murdered. And then... <laughs> I think they're great shirts, man. Honestly, it would wear them on a heartbeat. I think that the Harrison yes. Ford one with his his face, with the, yes, the, the years, <laughs> the in memoriam, the headshot, it's on a gray sweatshirt. I'd wear that in a heartbeat. Oh, yes. Plastotopia has fallen hat. Yes. Um, yes, we need a Plastotopia hat. But most uh, importantly, there is a set of uh, shirts. One says, what, what, Polly? Uh, Gremlins is good. One says, Gremlins is bad. Yeah, Gremlins is a good movie. Gremlins is yeah. a bad movie. And uh, you get to choose your side, the right side yes. or the wrong side. And I think any the first time we record one of these in person in the same room, we'll be wearing um, them. we should be wearing those shirts. I 100% um, agree. Have I told you that Polly, uh, this is one of the things I want to talk about on the podcast, is it Connor? and I have I told you about our steak dinner agreement no we've long had this like deal that whoever oh yes whoever, whoever sold makes the movie first, first. Or, or yeah sold a script first or got financing for a movie first I had to buy the other one a steak dinner so we regularly just send each other men- steak dinner menus whenever one of them is getting in a <laughs> you know a big opportunity getting close yeah dude if I get if I get a movie deal before both of you I'm sending you both steak. both steak dinners <laughs> I dude and what's great about that is like literally it's like it is a celebratory thing because it's like not it's like literally a oh my god so stoked for this other person yes because the idea the the image right now of getting a steak dinner from you just made me so happy and excited <laughs> and he is hey seth this has been really fun it has, um, buddy. we probably we should go. yeah we should talk about uh one more thing before we go and maybe put this at the beginning of the episode uh do you want to play around to the game or what were you going to say uh, we should just talk. We should kind of uh, record an ad for our card game that we oh, can yeah. put at the beginning of the episode. Let's do that right now. Polly, yeah. I love you. This was great. Let's abruptly end this. And uh, Yes, I love you too, Seth. And, and promise and, uh, to never, never quit. We'll do this until we die, Seth. Until we die. If we die next <laughs> week, this will be very, very I'm gonna sad. Be, I'm going to be so pissed if we die next <laughs> week. <laughs> the Writer's Room Game Show with me, Ryan Polly, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. The Writer's Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.